Hey guys, Eugene here from Day One Careers. Um, with uh, this episode, um, I want to share my insights with you about how to um, answer Amazon interview questions about failures. Uh, it's a pretty uh, peculiar topic to get um, a lot of my coaching clients and certainly candidates a bit puzzled. So I wanted to uh, get a couple of things straight. Um, first things first, um, if you're preparing for behavioral interviews with Amazon, um, which are based on the uh, the 14 leadership principles, um, you probably would have understood from your research on the internet that there are some questions that um, you'll likely be asked uh, where you have to share a story about a professional failure or an error or a blunder of sorts. Um, it's an odd thing, right? Because obviously you're interviewing with Amazon and they want to understand your professional misfortunes. Um, and, uh, uh, but, but there are a couple of really good reasons why uh, Amazon wants to know uh, about these sort of situations. Um, and if you've got the right mental framework, and that is if you're taking my training courses, which you can find uh, on uh, www.day1.careers, um, you will, um, you'll be able to respond in a way that is genuine and doesn't feel awkward. And so with, you know, with this little episode, I want to give you a good primer on how to answer Amazon interview questions about failures. First, um, I want to make something clear. Uh, when Amazon asks you about your professional mishaps, it's not the same as the traditional tell me about your strengths and then tell me about your weaknesses questions. Um, I'm pretty sure that most of us would have been asked um, about these things at some point in our careers. Um, and as a candidate, to be honest, I found those questions quite annoying. And then when I became a hiring manager, I found them to be nothing but a, a recruitment vein. They're pretty useless. The thing is, um, the original intent of these weakness or tell me about your weakness and your strength questions was to um, probe for um, the candidate's capability to self-reflect objectively on themselves. Uh, and at the same time, there's always this hope that um, the candidate doesn't get too candid and share something that would um, skew the decision to hire them in, in the unfavorable direction. Um, the truth is, however, is that in reality, most human beings are pretty incapable of objectively assessing their strengths and weaknesses. I know for a fact that um, I can't do this. And I don't think um, any candidate I've ever interviewed uh, was able to do that. And that's why um, these days in big corporates, you see that um, the 360 degree feedbacks that um, everyone's meant to give to each other um, every year, maybe as part of the, um, you know, some sort of workplace survey or pulse. That's why they're so popular. And that's the reason. Like, you can't objectively assess yourself. And that's why you need uh, the input and the perspective of other people. So, really, the only capability that these tell me about your weakness questions that really end up testing for is, uh, sadly, the candidate's ability to lie during the interview. Um, and obviously, uh, to help them do that, there are countless guides on the internet that um, give you all sorts of canned and, and scripted responses uh, to these questions. Now, when Amazon asks you uh, to share situations of um, professional misfortunes, um, they're not asking f for a character reference, right? They're not. They're not asking you to. You know, it's not the same as uh, you know trying to um, evaluate your, your weaknesses. What they're asking is um, they're actually digging for evidence that you have demonstrated 
competencies that Amazon values, which in Amazon's case is the 14 uh, leadership principles, at some point in time in the past. Uh, with this evidence on board, the interviewers at Amazon will then make a judgment call whether you demonstrate the same compet- whether you will demonstrate or likely to demonstrate the same competencies in the future if you get the job. That's what it is. So that's why Amazon interview questions are usually precise about the, uh, you know, the specific nature of a misfortune. And they ask the candidates to share a particular and specific situation rather than um, ask hypothetical questions or produce some sort of self-evaluation. So I guess the question is, so why does Amazon include these failure questions um, when they're probing for uh, leadership principles? So the answer is that um, despite the fact that Amazon has an outrageously high hiring bar, which I can attest to massively, um, they're also quite a down-to-earth and humble organization. Um, they understand, and their leadership uh, understands, and I, I, I know this for a fact, that everyone makes mistakes inside and outside of Amazon. That's just you know, part and parcel of, of, you know, of, of becoming a professional. And uh, any idea of a complete and utter perfection at work is an illusion. And hence, you know, you have this great line under the earn trust leadership principle that um, great leaders' body odor doesn't smell of roses, right? They don't believe that their body odor smells of roses and they don't believe their team's body odor smells of roses, right? They're quite, uh, you know, they're quite realistic about, about themselves. Um, and, and I guess, you know, uh, if you think about the Amazon's um, own history of uh, innovation, um, you you might have an idea where they got this, you know, when they where they got this sense of, uh, you know, failure failures and blunders that are necessary over time to learn from. I mean, just think about the Fire Phone, right? Or Amazon auctions or Amazon tickets. I'm pretty sure I, I actually have no idea if you guys have ever heard about these businesses. Like I know them because obviously I worked in Amazon and I did a whole bunch of research before. Uh, joining Amazon when I was preparing for my interviews, but um, these are all real products and services that no longer exist. Um, and so, you know, what Amazon also understands is that um, great leaders don't just walk around with a crystal ball that allows them to make um, perfect decisions, right? They do realize that um, leaders, uh, you know, or specifically the leaders that they are looking for, they're able to make progressively better decisions as they move on throughout their, their career. Um, but the reason why they managed to develop this excellent intuition and, and have this relatively high professional hit rate um, is because they've demonstrated an exceptional ability to first to own up to, to the mistakes and errors of judgment and blunders, um, then to, uh, to learn from them. Uh, and, I, and I mean learn in a very Amazonian sense, like very deeply and profoundly, and, and adjust how they operate, make lasting changes in how they make decisions and operate in the future. So then I guess the next question is, well, what, what leadership principles exactly does Amazon look for in failure questions? And um, I can tell you that there are, um, there are a handful of leadership principles where um, a, a situation uh, that kind of describes a professional misfortune uh, can offer the evidence supporting that you still have uh, kind of the, the, you know, the competency that supports that leadership principle. Uh, for example, uh, take our right a lot leadership principle. So this LP expects leaders to have really strong intuition and have a high hit rate of making the right decisions, right? Hence the, um, 
the description of the LP. However, um, if there's someone out there who makes great decisions today, they must have learned from making a few bad decisions in the past. So a question that asks you to share a time when you made one of those um, <clears throat> bad decisions is looking exactly for the evidence of you learning from the error and then deploying a permanent fix to how you operate. Um, another good example is deliver results. So this leadership principle expects um, folks who join Amazon to have a high bar on personal productivity. Um, you have to be able to deliver under pressure. Uh, you have to be able to prioritize. Um, and, it, and it specifically assumes that when you're overloaded, you will have a very good sense about where, where trade-offs need to be made. Now, again, this is where the reality kicks in. When you're making trade-offs in reality, right, not in the la-la land, not in some crazy management speak, right, or, 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 or management self-help books, but in the real world, when you're making trade-offs, and you have a shortage of time, bandwidth, and some other resources, some stuff won't get done. That's just the reality. And Amazon uh, really understands that. So you can expect a question to, you know, to, to tell them about a time when you couldn't achieve everything that you planned. And then, and then um, your um, career strength and your experience strength has to come in in, uh, you know, in your response and how you dealt with, uh, with that situation. Which takes me to, um, you know, the main section, which is how should you answer um, Amazon failure uh, interview questions. Um, so here are some practical tips. Uh, now, obviously, I can't, you know, I can't answer the questions for you. You know, every one of us will have to answer in their own way. And I hope that, um, you know, you at least you, by now you kind of know where they're coming from when they're asking these questions, right? Um, but I can give you some kind of general um, sort of uh, mental framework tips that you can load in and, and it will help you frame your own answers, right? <clears throat> so my first tip is regardless of how an Amazonian interviewer frames the failure question, always, almost religiously, stick to the star format. Why? You should never forget that whatever happens, you are in a competency-based interview and you are a storyteller. That's, that's your genre, right? And so, um, uh, it, you know, if the star method of responding to behavioral interview questions is new to you, I have a great course that you can take, um, uh, which, which I call the D1C Star Master. Uh, you can find it at wwwday one dot careers and I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure to post links in the uh, in a description of this episode but um, just um, uh, use, use the good old um, star format do it effectively and um, never forget that you're still in a competency interview um, uh, format uh, type of an assessment and so always respond all the failure questions um, in a star format the second tip is uh, you need to offer a genuine response. <clears throat> don't try to wiggle your way out of responding. Yeah, don't, don't try to provide a can answer. Uh, whatever the internet guides are, are telling you to do, don't do it. What you do need to do is share an actual situation where things didn't go the way that you expected. What you're not expected is to be perfect. You are expected 
to um, to be able to handle these situations in a way that's um, you know that's valuable to Amazon. And remember that a lot of the leadership principles have this reverse side, right? The upside down. You could tell I'm a fan of uh, Stranger Things here. Um, my last tip here is um, focus on three things when you're answering the question. Focus on relationships, mitigations, and learnings. These are the, these are the three things that I believe are the most important um, to Amazon in a prospective Amazonian leader when it comes to dealing with um, difficult situations with one's career or at work. So when things go wrong, uh, typically there are three immediate um, adverse or negative outcomes. First, your relationships will get strained and sometimes they will, they will get broken. And the reason why this happens is, is because when you fail, in reality, you never fail alone. And just let this sink in. And, you know, I challenge you to think about your own um, situations where you don't think things worked out to the best way. Um, there are always ripple effects when you're, you know, when you're falling into the pond, there are always these mini waves and they go throughout the organization. And that's because you're always interconnected. Even if your role is, you know, even if you're an IC, you don't have a team or, um, you know, your team is not cross-functional. If you think about it, when you fail, you always drag other colleagues with you. Um, second uh, is there's always a negative fallout that will affect uh, customers, employees, or the P&L of the business when something goes wrong. Just think about uh, who would benefit for things, you know, from things going right if they, you know, if things go went to plan in that particular situation. But since they didn't go to plan, think about who will, um, you know, who will receive a dose of negative fallout from, you know, from the situation. Um, <clears throat> and and again, if there wasn't a negative um, impact then it's not a failure that's really worth, worth sharing. I know this is counterintuitive and I know this is, you know, if you think about everything that's written about how should you answer uh, weaknesses questions, it always says, um, find a weakness that's not really a weakness and then frame it <clears throat> in such a way that uh, generally speaking, you still come out as this, you know, superhuman, right? That's not, that's not what you should be doing here. You should be um, sharing a real situation. And in a real situation where there is indeed a failure or, you know, an error of judgment, there are always, there's always impact to the business, right? And if, and if there isn't, it's not worth sharing. It's, it's a completely ignorable um, mistake. And lastly, um, there are always learnings to be had from every professional mishap. I know that I don't need to tell you uh, that this is, you know, this is how you should operate. And to be honest, if you haven't been operating like this until now, it's a bit too late. Um, you know, it's not something that you can invent just for the interview. So I'm just going to assume that, you know, you're someone who either formally or informally learns from errors and mistakes quickly and um, implements lasting changes to how you operate as a leader as a result of these learnings. So therefore, when you want to answer uh, these failure questions, you should focus on these three aspects. Specifically, um, how you protected trust and in strained relationships across all the affected parties when you failed. How you mitigated the nuclear fallout 
In other words, how did you minimize the negative consequences throughout the organization? And three, what you learned, how you learned, and how you adjusted how you operate, especially ideally if you've done this quickly. Um, the last question that, that I'm going to answer here in this episode is, well, what if you get a generic tell me about a career failure question? And that seems, seems to happen. <clears throat> so I'll be honest with you, folks. Um, I would, would have never asked this question. When I was interviewing uh, candidates at Amazon, I, I was never tempted or motivated to ask this question. And the reason why is because um, it doesn't really tie to any specific leadership principle. Because leadership principles are very, very specific competencies, right? And uh, unless a competency is a career failure, <laughs> which would be ridiculous, right? And then this question is not precise enough, right? Now, some interviewers will still ask you this generic question. And you need to find a way to answer it. And you need to find a way to answer it in such a way that you, um, you, know, you find a situation where you think you've, you know, you've done your best at demonstrating um, some sort of uh, leadership principle that, um, you know, that Amazon is, is probing for. Um, so my advice is if you're asked this question, tell me about a career failure, then if I were you, I would treat it as a question about all right, a lot leadership principle. And then you go ahead and share in a situation where you made a judgment error, exactly as in the, uh, you know, the little description that I gave you earlier, right? All right, a lot is about, um, having a well-developed intuition and being able to, you know, make great decisions. However, um, the path to getting there, uh, must have included some blunders and, um, you know, a, a realistic, real down to earth leader who ends up developing a great intuition is someone who must have learned very quickly from errors. And that's basically the frame they need to adopt. And that's the situation they need to look for if you have one in your career. And, uh, um, which is why you know, I'm confident that all of us, uh, or at least most of us, would have had a few such cases to share. Uh, so I don't think uh, you'd be short of, short of content. I know for sure that you know I've I've, you know, I've had my share of uh, you know pro new products that I launched that didn't sell, uh, relationships that uh, you know that I didn't look after, um, often with a permanent uh, effect, which I then had to you know quickly learn from. So. You know, uh, at the end of the day, what will count is how this experience shaped your behavior in your professional experience that followed the blunder. And, um, you know, I'm, I guess, you know, I can't really invent these situations for you, so I can't coach you to, uh, you know, to create something that, that it's not. But I hope that um, with this episode, I've given you enough um, so that you can uh, you know, demonstrate your expertise um, so that it shines. And then obviously, as with all interviews, the chips will have to fall where they may. And so with that, I'm going to um, end this episode. Um, I hope you guys found it useful. Um, please follow the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know where all the buttons are. Um, and uh, if you want to learn more about um, the Amazon interview preparation services and products, uh, that I've put together, uh, then I cordially invite you to uh, my main website, uh, which you can find at www.day1.careers. Good luck with the interviews. Bye.